Welcome to the Breezy Babies podcast where we talk about all things boobs, babies, and breastfeeding. This is episode 94, the first pumping session after birth. I'm Bree, the IBCLC, and I made Breezy Babies with you in mind to help ease your transition into parenthood. Becoming a parent changes your life in every way imaginable. Bumps in the road are going to come up as you move into your new role, but my goal is to help smooth out those bumps and help you become the most confident parent you can be. With good education and support, I know you can meet your breastfeeding and parenting goals. Let's do this together. Hey there, friend. How are you? I am back from a not so relaxing but super fun trip with my family to Disneyland. I call um, going to Disneyland a trip and not a vacation because I came home exhausted. (laughs) And I feel like that's how you know the difference between a trip and a vacation is um, if you either come home rested, relaxed, rejuvenated, or if you come home exhausted, (laughs) that's the difference between the two. But it was a great time and we took all of our kids. They um, right now are 11, 9, and 6. The older three are that old. And so they got to go on all the rides. There's no rides that they can't go on. But we also took our baby who was four months when we took her, almost five months. She's five months now. Um, But that was a little bit different to go back to the rider switch and the carrying of the baby around the park and the breastfeeding at the park, which are all things that I've done before. Um, But what's cool about this time is that I could record on my notes and I'm going to be making some fun reels that have some live videos from our trip and teach all the tips and tricks about how to navigate Disneyland with a baby. And I thought it would be fun to also do a future podcast episode on that topic as well. So anyway, that is coming down the line. But for today, I have a fun topic for you. This is something that you submitted when I asked about podcast episode topics that you would like to learn more about, and that is the first pumping session after giving birth. So it isn't just going to be me talking on this podcast episode today. I have a lovely guest. Her name is Kate Berry from Little Bird Lactation, and you're going to notice really quick that Kate has a super fun accent. She is from New Zealand. She's an IBCLC there in New Zealand. And she is going to share her top three tips with you on how to have success with that first pumping session after giving birth. But first, I want to share a little bit of information with you. Number one is since we're talking about pumping today, I had this realization hit my brain this morning as I was I was actually listening to another podcast episode and kind of thinking about my own podcast. And um, I realized that I never share discount codes on my podcast. <laughs> I share discount codes for products that I love um, on my Instagram all the time. And on my newsletter all the time, if you're in my email crew, 
but I never do it here on the podcast. And I thought, why not? Isn't it nice to hear about products that other people love and to also get a good discount on those products? So that is the end of not sharing here on this podcast. And the one that I want to share with you today is about a breast pump because that's what we're talking about today. And this is a breast pump that many of my clients love because it is portable. And not only is it portable, but it also is way more affordable than the Willow or the LV, which can be a bit of an investment. And I feel like with portable pumps, sometimes they can be a little bit hit and miss. Um, Sometimes people love them and sometimes it's not a good fit for everyone. Because remember, anytime that you have a portable pump, you do give up a bit of suction power. But the feedback that I've got from the Baby Buddha is that it has great suction and that it's much more affordable than other portable options. So um, it's the Baby Buddha and discount code BREEZY10 gets you 10% off the Baby Buddha. And they actually have been out of stock on this pump for a long time, probably because of the pandemic. And, you know, I feel like everything is just so hard with distribution and getting things in stock these days. Um, But last I checked, the Baby Buddha was in stock. So hopefully that's still the case at the time that you're listening to this podcast episode. Um, So again, Breezy10 will get you 10% off the Baby Buddha on their website just babybuddhaproducts.com, but I'll put the link in the show notes so you can go check that out. Okay. Uh, one other thing I want to share from, uh, share with you is a review from Danielle Morose. Hopefully I'm saying your last name, right? This actually, um, is a friend that I have known since high school. And so that's her married name. And I don't remember, <laughs> actually, I've never even heard how to say her married name. Um, I just knew her as Dee Dee growing up, but she left me the nicest review on, um, Google review. Um, she said, I had both a consultation and pumping plan with Brie, both made me so much more confident as a first time mom and a working mom. I cannot recommend her services enough. Isn't that so, so nice. Thank you, Dee Dee. I'm going to call you Dee Dee. Cause that's how I've always known you for leaving that nice review. And can I just tell you how much fun it is to work with families that I've known for years and years. It's also fun to work with people I'm just meeting for the first time, but um, people that you knew before you even had a job or a career, it's so fun to see their families grow and help them meet their goals. So I love that. Thanks for making my day. If you ever wanna make uh, the day of a small business owner, leave them a review whether it's on Apple podcast or a Google review, that means so much. Okay. I promise I'm getting to Kate, but I wanted to share a little bit of helpful information with you on this topic of the first pumping session after birth. And I kind of want to set this up for you by talking about how to get the oxytocin flowing while you pump. But first, I have to break down what is oxytocin. (laughs) That's important for you to know, because that's going to be something key that we learn about in um, the top three tips from Kate today. So if you look up the definition online, 
you'll see that oxytocin is defined by a hormone released by the pituitary gland that causes increased contraction of the uterus during labor and stimulates the ejection of milk into the ducts of the breast. Okay, so basically what this is just saying is that oxytocin is the very important hormone that is needed for that milk to exit your ducts and exit your nipple and come out into the world, either into your baby's mouth or into your breast pump. So you have milk ducts all throughout your breast. They are the ones that hold the milk. They kind of look like little grape clusters all the way around your breast, but they cannot release the milk until oxytocin tells them to squeeze it out. When oxytocin surges, your milk lets down. Have you heard that term before, let down? It just means that milk's come that milk is coming out of your breast and out of your nipple. So some women feel their letdown and describe it as pins and needles or burning or tingling or a fullness, and others feel nothing at all. But that's both of those are totally fine, totally normal. Whether you feel it or not, you'll know that you're having letdown if you see and hear your baby swallowing while you nurse or when you see the milk start flowing when you use your breast pump. Okay, so now that you understand how important oxytocin is, let's learn how to use it um, to our full advantage. So I want to share with you a little bit of information about how to get the oxytocin flowing while you're pumping. Option number one is look at a picture of your baby. Another one is bring a onesie or something that smells like your baby and smell it. (laughs) That can get the oxytocin flowing. Another one, take deep breaths, deep cleansing breaths while you're pumping. You can also try to listen to the sound of rushing water. You can breathe in essential oils. You can make sure you get into a comfortable position while you pump. You can also check to make sure that your room isn't too cold or too hot where you're pumping. Um, I also highly recommend using a hands-free pumping bra. You can think about using a lube to lube up the tunnel of your flange. And then also you want to make sure that you have the right flange size. That's something that Kate, my guest today is going to talk more about. Basically with all these things, you just want to think relaxation, stress and oxytocin are complete opposites. Think of it like a teeter totter or a light switch. When one is high, the other is low, which means that if you are stressed, your milk literally cannot come out. Okay. So I want to tell you a quick story. (laughs) Hopefully this is quick. This might be a little bit longer podcast episode than normal but this will be worth it. So a few years ago, I taught childbirthing and breastfeeding classes at a hospital close by my house. My kids were very young at this time. And I was so happy to not have to be working 12 hour graveyard shifts anymore. Instead, I went in for a few hours on a weekday night or a Saturday morning. Those are times when my husband was home to teach a class. And then I was done after a few hours. So with the switch, I was getting used to some changes. Um, and even though I was still working at the same hospital, working for the same company, I now had some different circumstances and a new supervisor that I was under. So it was a nice day. I decided to take my little kids to Discovery Gateway in downtown Salt Lake City. If you are not familiar with downtown Utah, that's a children's museum where we used to have a pass when we lived a little bit closer by there. 
So my little kids were playing and I was caring for my little baby boy who is now six years old, by the way. So I got a phone call and saw that it was my supervisor. I was really confused why she was calling because that wasn't just a normal event for her to call me. I mostly worked on my own and she wasn't even located at the same hospital that I worked at. Her office was at a different hospital about 20 miles away. When I answered the phone call, I was hit like a load of bricks. She informed me that my CPR certification had expired, which at first didn't sound like a huge deal. I wasn't at that time doing patient care and I could schedule a class to get my CPR card renewed ASAP. At least that's what I thought. But it turns out the rule was that if your CPR certification expires, you aren't allowed to work. It didn't matter that I wasn't doing direct patient care at the time. Not only was that um, a huge written up situation that I was going to be put in, um, this was going to result in disciplinary action and me being written up. If I, what this meant was that if I was to have one tiny situation in the next year following that, such as maybe arriving late or missing another requirement, such as a class or um, some education or any tiny little misstep, I would be immediately fired. So that meant that I would be let go without any chance, any chance of remediation, nothing. So me not having my current CPR, um, it was a huge deal. And I was so confused because in my last position that I had, I was given a heads up when my certification was getting close to expiring and was sent some classes to sign up to renew that CPR certification. I had no idea that with this new position that I had to monitor all myself and I hadn't noticed that it was now expired. I was so stressed. I had never been in trouble like this at work. And by a giant miracle, um, my supervisor informed me that technically my my CPR certification expired that day. So if I could somehow get to a class that exact day, then I could avoid this huge trouble that I was about to be in and still teach my upcoming childbirth class that week. So I started searching online for classes and to make a long story short, my supervisor um, was certified to teach CPR and agreed to certify me that day. And P.S. Side note, I really wish she would have started the conversation with that fact. (laughs) But anyway, I rushed home, grabbed my breast pump and dropped my kids off to my mom, my baby would need to eat soon. And I wasn't sure how long I was going to be gone. So I hooked up my breast pump and turned it on and tried to leave some breast milk with my mom. You can probably guess how this turned out. I was stressed beyond stressed. Here I was about to be in huge disciplinary action with a job that I loved. And I didn't want to be nervous about being fired any minute over the next year. I was driving all over in a rush, trying to make sure my kids and my baby were taken care of. While I was also trying to get to this hospital that wasn't really that close to my house before my supervisor left work for the day, I needed milk now and I needed it fast so I could take off 
and get there in time. But my milk would not let down. Nothing was coming into the container. <laughs> I had to try and relax, take some deep breaths and really focus in order for the milk to start flowing. It took way longer than normal. So all of this to say, there are some things to consider when it comes to pumping. And my guest today, she's going to talk and teach us more about pumping, specifically the first pumping session after birth. But these tips and tricks will be helpful for any pumping session. So to introduce you to my guest a little bit, um, Kate, her Instagram handle is little bird lactation. Like I told you in the beginning of this episode, she is a registered nurse and lactation consultant based in New Zealand. So she is really good at helping you to um, learn how to feed your baby and keeping your nipples and sanity intact. So without further ado, here is Kate. She's going to tell you about her top three tips for that first pumping session after birth. Hi, my name's Kate and I am from Little Bird Lactation. I am a registered nurse in IBCLC. And I'm so excited to be invited as a guest star on this podcast today for Breezy Babies. I got talking to Bree about a month ago about a topic and then we got talking and she asked me to be a guest star today to talk to you about your first expression or pump. So my background is I am a neonatal nurse. Uh, before that, I was a pediatric community nurse and completed my IBCLC training last year and opened up Little Bird Lactation. I'm coming to you from Christchurch, New Zealand. I need to remember to speak a little bit slower because in Christchurch, we tend to talk quite fast. It's a Kiwi thing, I think, too. So I just wanted to give you a quick kind of understanding of what it's like on this side of the world with boobs, babies, and all things in between. So in New Zealand, when you find out you're pregnant, you get a midwife or you assign yourself, get to pick one, and that's who will follow your pregnancy. You visit them quite regularly throughout your pregnancy, and then you get to choose where you want to have your baby, whether that's home birth, hospital, or birthing center, and your midwife is the one to deliver your baby. So there's really limited doctor involvement. We don't we have OBGYNs, but they are more if something goes wrong or you need a little bit of extra support. Um, and sometimes you have to pay for that and sometimes you don't. But otherwise, all our healthcare is completely free. So if any of our babies end up in the neonatal unit where I've worked, completely free. No bill at the end. Um, the other thing is that we have paid maternity leave. So everyone in New Zealand is entitled to 26 weeks, so six months of paid parental leave. As well as a further 26 weeks unpaid off work. So I was really lucky with my two beautiful girls. I have managed to have a full year off and half of that's paid, which is amazing, and then be able to go back to work part-time. So now I'm going to get into my top tips. So through neonatal nursing, I've helped so many women with their first pump in the early days. Through my time as a lactation consultant, I've helped mums at all stages of their journey to learn how to express with a breast pump. So today, my top three tips. My first one is check your flange size. Make sure that it is right. That means taking a measurement of the base of your nipple and adding three to four millimeters to get the millimeter size of the flange. I know I do this a part of my consults and so does Brie. It's 
really important to get the flange size right. It's going to maximize your milk supply, but also prevent any damage to keep breast uh, pumping as comfortable as it can be. So if when you are doing your pumping, take a look. If too much of your areola is being dragged into the shaft, then it's too big. If your nipple is rubbing up against the sides, then it's too small. Get it right. The right fit is going to maximize your supply, keep you comfortable. But also, following on from that, keep checking it. Because over your pumping journey, you may find that your nipple size does change and you need to adjust your flange. There's all sorts of things you can get now, inserts and things to change the size up down if you need to but definitely get it checked get it checked by a professional book in with an IBCLC or if you're in the hospital make sure you get the midwives to check it it's really important to keep pumping as comfortable as you can which leads me into step two or my top tip two I should say check your settings sometimes we think that if we turn the settings up higher it means we're going to get more milk but it's not necessarily how it works. If you turn it up too high and the suction is too strong, you are going to get, one, extremely uncomfortable, and two, you're going to create damage on your nipples. I've had many a woman come in who, when I was working in the neonatal unit, who took their breast pump home, turned the settings up as high as they can because they thought they were getting more milk, and then the milk they bring in to me looks like a strawberry milkshake. They've turned the settings up so high, they've actually burst blood vessels, which is incredibly painful. Yes, the milk's still safe for the baby, but it gets a little bit uncomfortable. So check those settings. I like to say start as low as possible and then work your way up. You want to find the balance between the milk coming out and your breasts or nipples being comfortable. Pumping should not be a painful exercise. Sure, it might be a little bit sensitive to start. It's an area of your body you haven't really used before. But it's like wearing in a new pair of shoes, right? A little bit of friction, like rubbing, a bit of sensitivity is okay. But when it hurts, take the shoes off, okay? So if it hurts, turn it down. It should not be painful. Then my third tip might seem a little odd, but you need to reduce your expectation. Take it easy on yourself, depends on where you are in your breastfeeding journey to start pumping I've helped mums on the first day of course you're hardly going to get anything it's colostrum it's only made in small amounts and when you do it you need to pump and then give yourself a hand express just to make sure you've got what you can out of it right for those mums who are doing their first pump once their milk's come in or further down the track because they're looking at stowing up some milk to use bottles later on your body needs time to adjust to a pump. It's different to a baby breastfeeding, right? So we need to take it easy on ourselves. If we stress out about it and worry and panic that there's not enough milk coming out, it's going to inhibit the oxytocin that we need to release to let the letdown go and let the milk flow. Reduce your expectation. Sit back, relax, try and make pumping as pleasant experience as you can to really try and get that oxytocin flowing and give yourself time. Some women who can exclusively breastfeed really struggle to let down to a pump and it's just our bodies. Start small and just stow it up. If you're only getting small amounts with it, you just every little bit ticks away and adds up. You got this, okay? So let's recap my top three tips. One, 
Check your franchise. Make sure it's right. You want to put yourself in the best position you can to be as comfortable as you can to try and maximize your milk supply. Two, check the settings. Higher does not mean more milk. In fact, it usually means more damage. So make sure that you start on the lowest setting and work your way up to where you are comfortable yet maximizing your supply. And then my final tip, number three, make sure that you reduce your expectation. Take it easy on yourself. When you are stressing, it inhibits your oxytocin. Sit back, relax. You are doing the best that you can. And that is enough. That is more than enough. All right. Thank you for listening to me today. I was so happy and excited to be a part of this podcast. And I'd love for you guys to check me out on Instagram or Facebook. Usually Instagram's a bit better. But Little Bird Lactation. I look forward to hearing from you guys. Thanks. So there you have it. Is it Kate? So much fun. Again, she's at Little Bird Lactation on Instagram. Um, And on her website, littlebirdlactation.co.nz, you can find guides to make your um, breastfeeding transition smooth, how to make more milk, and transition to childcare. Go give her a hello. Again, her top three tips were, number one, get the right flange size. Number two, find the settings sweet spot. And number three, reduce your expectation. Thank you so much for listening in today. Come back next Tuesday for another fresh podcast episode. Of course, I'm going to leave you with you are strong. You are smart. You are beautiful. You're a good friend to all. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.